It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Freddie Wills here, recapping last week's college football action. We went 11-4 and four on our leans we gave out on last week's podcast. Our premium plays that we give out to clients went 8-5, and five plus 14% for college football. NFL, we had another profitable Sunday going 5-3, and three plus 4%. And then Monday night, uh, we did lose on the Raiders, which was unfortunate. I haven't had a chance to go back and watch the full game again, uh, like I typically do with all the NFL games. I'm not sure what happened there. I, th- I really thought they were going to have home field advantage, so the plus three and a half I felt very comfortable with. But uh, obviously the Chargers uh, showed their you know, their true potential Monday night, and the Raiders looked like what we expected that <laughs> from the Raiders at the beginning of the season. I uh, still can't get over the fact that there was a weather delay yesterday um, in a dome, but uh, that's another funny story that I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing about. Uh, sorry for the background noise, uh, my kids in the background, so hopefully it's not too bad. Iowa, uh, let's talk about Iowa. So Iowa flat out do- dominated Maryland as they outgained them 428 to 271. They had 39 to 21 time of possession and they forced seven turnovers. Maryland was really dominated by a more physical team, and it was all downhill after Maryland lost Dante Demas, the wide receiver, on a kickoff return at the beginning of the game. He's questionable this week for Ohio State. Iowa hosts Penn State at 4 p.m. at home. They're a small two-point favorite. I actually lean towards Penn State in that game. And on the other hand, uh, there's, there's just some misleading finals with Iowa here in the early going. I obviously, you know, backed Iowa this past Friday, but uh, possibly looking at fading them. I mean, Penn State's just a different animal than Maryland, where they've been outgained by a ton of yards and still came up with a win. Uh, Indiana comes to mind. Their game against Indiana, the game against Iowa State, obviously comes to mind. And these are games where they're playing teams that, you know, really have a trouble with the physical brand of football that Iowa plays. Penn State, on the other hand, is not going to have trouble with the physical brand of football. And Penn State has some of the skill position players that Iowa just doesn't have. I mean, yeah, they got a couple. Iowa has a couple, but Penn State has many. Uh, so, I mean, really, it's just going to be a very tough task to go into Iowa to win. Uh, but it's definitely the way I'm leaning in this game. And then as far as Maryland goes, uh, I'll get to that game later against Ohio State, probably leaning towards Ohio State. Uh, Tulsa got dominated on Friday night by Houston, 45-10, after playing so well against big-time Power 5 teams like Oklahoma State and Ohio State. You know, it's really a head-scratcher when you when you really look back at what Houston's done this season. But I have to think that Tulsa was just really worn out after giving it their all in those games against the Power 5 
And we, we saw signs of this happening when they barely got by Arkansas State at home the week before. And they'll be home again this week, uh, desperate for a win over a Memphis team as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. You know, I lean towards Memphis on the you know, but on, on the flip side, Houston is a six-point favorite on a short week at Tulane uh, on Thursday night. So, any you're talking about a team that I personally, you know, Dana Holderson. I really, you know, obviously he has a great offensive mind. I don't really respect his coaching and the decisions he's made down there. Uh, easy for me to say up here, but um, there's been plenty of times where I faded Houston and have been very profitable. And a uh, short week is, is not the time to back a coach like Dana Holgerson, in my opinion. But Tulane has been dreadful this season, so I don't know if I can get behind them. So no real lean there. Moving on, Georgia dominated Arkansas in the first quarter, getting out to a 21-0 lead. Actually had the under in this game that I gave out as a premium play to clients. I'm really nervous, obviously, after the 21-0 lead. Uh, but, you know, Arkansas didn't score in this game. It was the defense setting the tone behind a, a really raucous crowd. It really seemed like Arkansas was not used to playing in front of people. Uh, they 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 got a punt blocked on special teams. You know, I'm I, I'm honestly not going to go overreact to this. This was the first road game for Arkansas uh, in nearly a year. I mean, they played on the road last year, but not in front of crowds like this. Uh, so you know, I'm really not going to over overreact. Um, you know. This team was really probably banged up after the AM game with KJ Jefferson not being 100%. So, um, you know, I'm not sure what that means for them this week going against Ole Miss. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, Oregon suffers a dream crushing loss. They blew a late lead on the last play of the game after giving up a 95 yard drive to Stanford. And then they gave up a touchdown on third and 11 in overtime. You could say Oregon still controls their own destiny. Um, now they get two weeks to think about it because they they got to buy this week. Stanford has to play on a short week at Arizona State, who just dominated UCLA, and they're a twelve point dog. So I don't like Arizona State as a double digit favorite. I just it's just one of those teams that you really don't want to back as a double digit favorite, but you want to back as a dog. I look for Stanford to use their momentum and, and cover the spread this week, so I definitely lean towards Stanford. Again, these aren't official plays. I, I like to dig into you know the matchups a little bit more, uh, get caught up on all the injuries. It's you know obviously not completely transparent in college football with injuries, so uh, that's another thing that you really need to be uh, paying close attention to, as well as the weather. Um, you know the weather is very early in the week, so it's hard. You, you need to know the weather. Didn't get to watch any of the Oklahoma State versus Kansas State game. I did say I leaned Kansas State last week on the podcast. Uh, there was a 93-yard kickoff return touchdown with 13 seconds left in the game to get the cover for Kansas State. So I'm glad I stayed away from this game, even though my initial thoughts were correct. Uh, I don't know that I could have <laughs> lived through that. It would have been nice to get you know some luck on my side with that, but uh, I, I I don't know that Oklahoma's defense is nearly as dominant as as we are giving them credit for. They gave up 420 yards here in this game to a backup quarterback and Will Howard. Uh, now they're you know they're probably the lowest favorite against Texas in the Red River rivalry in, in quite some time. Only a three point favorite. You know uh, Texas, another team. I'm just really not as high on as the public. Obviously we faded them and it was a loss this past week with TCU. Uh, Texas was a four and a half point favorite. We played TCU money line. We played TCU plus four and a half. 
you know, we lose those games um, to our, for our clients by a half a point. This was a bad beat, in my opinion. TCU dropped a couple of interceptions, and TCU lost all three of their fumbles, which came in critical times. They muffed a punt, uh, yet they still nearly covered this game. So TCU, a one-and-a-half-point favorite at Texas Tech. I'm not really sure how TCU bounces back. They've they've had so much success against Texas, going 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven meetings, while Texas has really struggled the week before Oklahoma, going 2-10-1 against the spread over the last 14 years, missing covering the spread by 16.7 points per game. They cover this year by a half a point. I, just, I, I don't know that I can get to the window with TCU this week based on what I've seen them from them in previous weeks. And that might have been like their Super Bowl this past week. I mean, TCU is considered like little brother there in Texas. And yet they do get another Texas team coming in, which will be very important for recruiting. Um, so I'm sure they'll have Texas Tech's opinion, uh, uh, you know, focus as well. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to be interested in looking at that game a little bit more, but no official lean. I give out Kentucky plus 7.5 as my max P play of the day um and they not only covered they win the game outright 20 to 13 uh but the question is should they have won the game uh the stats say no florida outgained them 382 to 224 21 to 13 first down edge the, the cover never really seemed in doubt to me watching the game i never was really worried that kentucky wasn't going to cover the spread what really stood out to me was dan mullen completely uh being so conservative with his play calling really didn't open it up uh it seemed like he didn't really trust his quarterback on the road emory jones playing his first road game seems to be a winning trend lately playing fading uh quarterbacks that are kind of questionable in their first road game this year i'll continue to look to do that but the other thing that stood out in this game was the really poor play of kentucky quarterback will levis uh I just wasn't impressed. Florida has Vanderbilt this week. They're a 38-point home favorite with LSU on deck, so not sure I can really touch Vanderbilt in this spot, and uh, that's a lot of points for a Florida team that, to be honest, is kind of one-dimensional on offense. May they take out some frustration at home against Vanderbilt? You know, I don't know. But uh, Kentucky, now a three-point favorite at home to LSU, which is a little shocking because LSU is basically considered even with Florida. Because, I mean, we already have the spread for the October 16th matchup. They're LSU's a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, so that's basically saying those teams are even. And um, so we're having a 10-point line adjustment. It just doesn't make sense. I, I mean, if you're going off that math, LSU should be a seven-point favorite at Kentucky. Um, I get you have to adjust your power number uh, based off one game, but when you really look at the stats in the Kentucky-Florida game, Florida outplayed Kentucky, so what are we talking about here? So I clearly lean LSU at plus three. Kentucky's a team I really want to back as a dog, um, not a favorite. They're another one of those teams that you just like, I can't. They have not arrived. They've done. Mark Stoops has done a fabulous job there. He's won me a lot of money backing them in, in situations. Uh, run first team with a really good, well-coached defense, and I just don't want to back them as a favorite. LSU also coming off a loss, so they're going to be really motivated to win a game on the road there. And LSU's already played on the road against uh, UCLA, so, I mean, they've got that experience in the back. I, granted, they didn't play very well, but that's at least experience in their back pocket. Rutgers comes back down to real life. They get beat 52-13 to at home to Ohio State. 
Ohio State got off to a 45-6 uh, first-half lead. They never looked back. They really looked like the old Ohio State, the Ohio State we all expected. They gave up a lot of garbage yards in this one. You know, I think Ohio State got some momentum here and some confidence after that game, and we'll look to put it on Maryland this week, who, again, uh, they're – Best wide receiver, Demas, is questionable for the game. I don't see how he plays, but, uh, you know, I could be wrong. Um, and without him, Baby Tua just looked awful. Strong lean on Ohio State, minus 21. Um, I also like that their defense will look to dominate what many are calling a good offense in Maryland. Uh, but I believe Iowa just showed the blueprint for stopping Maryland. So leaning towards Ohio State, minus 21. Oklahoma State scores a touchdown late to cover the spread, but that really did not tell a story of the complete domination that was a 14 to nothing halftime lead for Oklahoma State. And then Oklahoma State's done what they've done their last few games. They've really played conservative in the second half. Uh, they were still able to cover the spread with a minus three turnover margin. Uh, they were plus 14 on first downs as well. They're off this week, but you know I will be looking to play them plus three and a half against Texas next week for sure. Not sure if I'm going to 100% get to the window because a lot can be ha- happen between now and then. Uh, but it's definitely a way I'm looking at this point um, in the week. For Baylor, I think they have excellent home field advantage, and, and they host West Virginia here this week as a three-point favorite. I think it's pretty accurate, although a slight lean towards West Virginia. Arizona State made key halftime adjustments to win 42-23. to 23. Uh, They were actually only up 24-23 at the half against UCLA, but they dominate the second half. Arizona State was only plus 28 total yards, minus six first downs. UCLA went for it on fourth down five times and only converted two times, which was really the reason for this loss. Uh, UCLA now with two losses is is pretty much out of the college football playoff and suffered, a you know, this is a dream-crushing loss for this team. So I definitely 100% can't back them the week after that as a 16-point road favorite against Arizona. And uh, Arizona State, on the other hand, a favorite, like I said, I, I just can't back them as a, a favorite, Never, nevertheless a, a double-digit favorite like they are this week. LSU, we touched on them a bit, but, you know, listen, they, they blew this game against Auburn. Auburn um, was down 19-10 to 10, uh, going into the fourth quarter, and LSU gave up two fourth-quarter touchdowns to lose 24-19. to 19. Auburn had a 453-336 to 336 yard edge. And, you know, I listen, I have to give Bo Nix credit. He battled on the road. All the criticism he's gotten for his poor play on the road. I thought he was really good at Penn State. I was I was actually impressed with his play at Penn State. Um, and then for whatever reason, he I didn't watch the Georgia State game. In between this game, he got benched um, for the LSU transfer. And he actually got benched in this game. For how long, I don't know. But I know I did see that he got benched. I had the game on for a bit. And obviously he comes back and leads – Auburn to a fourth quarter victory. You know, Auburn now back at home, 14 and a half point dog against Georgia. Probably the game of the week in the SEC. I lean Auburn here. Georgia clearly hearing how great they are. I haven't seen Kirby Smart win and cover these type of games. Uh, They just had a huge game at home against Arkansas, top 10 battle. They gave max effort. Well, I wouldn't say they gave max effort. They did win 37 to nothing. Uh, but again, um, we don't know if JT Daniels is 100% healthy, if he's playing. He didn't play last game. That was a late scratch. He might play this week. If it's him or Stetson Bennett, 
I mean, I really don't think there's that much difference. But if it's JT Daniels, it's going to be one of his, his first road game in, in quite a long time. He doesn't seem to be a quarterback that gets rattled, though. So I'm really interested to see as we go along the week who's playing. Uh, but I definitely lean towards Auburn here. Clemson won another nail-biter, 19-13 against Boston College with a backup quarterback. Uh, BC was minus three turnover margin in this one. And, you know, obviously probably would have won the game if they didn't turn the ball over. Clemson gets a much-needed buy, and I, I think they have a chance to improve after. I mean, they really could only go up. In, I mean, they have so much talent. How they're not playing better is mind-boggling. But, um, you know, I lean towards Boston College. Uh, on the podcast last week, the only reason I didn't play them was they had, you know, the backup quarterback who I, I said I was impressed with against Missouri going on the road for the first time, um, playing in front of Clemson, which – he played all right, and, and they almost pulled up the off, pulled off the upset. So, moving on, Tennessee's offense clicked. They dominated Missouri, sixty-two to twenty-four on the road. Tennessee is going to get a ton of credit for that that win. It's honestly just, in my opinion, n- not that impressive. Mer- Missouri just came back from a road trip to from Boston College. Their defense hasn't been good all year. Uh, this week, Tennessee is going to have everyone telling them how great they are. Uh, but they'll have to prove it against a hard-playing South Carolina team. They're now a 10.5-point favorite. Um, and this is a role they really haven't been in under Josh Huppel. So we'll see. Tennessee might have their eyes on Ole Miss next week. As, you know, Ole Miss is the other SEC team with this great offense. And, you know, obviously Tennessee, I think, might be peaking to that game. South Carolina wants to win games. we we played them this past week. We got the winner, which was great. Uh, we'll see what happens this week. Georgia Tech loses 52-21 to to Pitt. Uh, but a closer look, you'll find that they really gambled in this game. They went one for four on fourth down. Pitt had a 33-yard interception return for a touchdown. Georgia Tech had back-to-back games where they, you know, they played out of their minds. I believe they brought their A effort against the two supposed top teams in the ACC and Clemson and North Carolina. Um, they beat North Carolina by three touchdowns. So again, I mean, they probably had everyone telling them how great they were and then they, they get just clobbered by Pitt. So um, they traveled to Duke this week and I definitely lean towards Georgia Tech in this game as they will be a, uh, a three-point road dog or a three-point favorite. I'm not sure. Either way, I lean towards Georgia Tech uh, this week after um, you know getting their asses beat this past week by Pitt. Minnesota won 20-13 against Purdue. Uh, We had Minnesota in the first leg of a teaser, plus 8.5 with uh, Notre Dame. Unfortunately, Notre Dame didn't come through at home as they lost as a home dog to Cincinnati. Um, That game could have really went any way. But um, they were outgained by 154 yards in the game and benefited from short field position. Weather and plus two turnover margin. I do think Purdue's offense is going to be putting up some points here after three games in a row of 13 points. Part of that reason is weather. They played Notre Dame, and they lost their best offensive player, David Bell, who came back this past week. So I'd look for Purdue's offense and for overs in Purdue games in this near future. Minnesota also going to have a bye this week before hosting Nebraska next week. So uh, nothing to report for this upcoming week. Texas Tech 
plus seven at West Virginia it was a premium play I gave out. They went outright at West Virginia. You know, I think Tech on the stat sheet looks like they should not have won the game. They were minus 78 yards, but they, they got out to a 17 nothing lead and then kind of took their foot off the gas um, and really played conservatively. They allowed West Virginia back in this game, but uh, they were able to close it out. I you know I have backed Texas Tech twice this year. They've rewarded me. I don't know if I'll have them this week against TCU um, as a plus one and a half point home dog, uh, but um, definitely probably looking to back Texas Tech again in the future. Army outgained Ball State by ten yards. They lose twenty eight to sixteen with limited possessions. Army turned the ball over twice. Uh, it's really hard to win for Army if you turn the ball over twice. Just really uncharacteristically of Army. It, it doesn't look like Ball State is getting any credit for the win. They're an 11-point dog at Western Michigan. Ball State is a team that scored 13 points, 12 points, and 22 in their previous three games. So it, de- it definitely does make sense to me that they would be an 11-point dog at Western Michigan, arguably the best team in the MAC. Marshall, six turnovers in the game. They lose outright at Middle Tennessee, 34-28. They were plus 179 yards in the game, but they lost four fumbles in the game. Just very unlucky, the fumbles at least. Um, Marshall has been pretty heavily bet this year by Public and Sharps. I don't expect that to change. They host Old Dominion this week. They're a 20.5-point favorite. I I definitely lean Marshall. That game's going to get up over 21, so... Um, if you want to bet it now, if you can get a 20 and a half still, who knows what it's going to be at the end of this podcast or tomorrow when you listen to this or, but, um, I mean, you could bet 20 and a half and then come back and bet, you know, old dominion plus 21 and a half and hope that Marshall wins by 21 points. Misleading final game of the week. We'll close it off with this one. (laughs) Hawaii upset Fresno state 27 to 24 as an 11 point dog. Fresno had a 31 to 21 first down edge, a 505 to 348 yard edge. However, the Bulldogs were minus five in turnovers, and Fresno State's quarterback um, Jake Hayner was intercepted three times inside Hawaii's 10 yard line. Hawaii also outscored Fresno 17 to nothing in the fourth quarter to get this upset. Uh, Hawaii won without their starting quarterback as well, uh, who's listed as the expected starter on the team's pregame depth chart, um, but did not play for whatever reason. I'm not exactly sure that game obviously went off really late, and I didn't have a vested interest. But uh, it's worth mentioning that that was probably the most misleading game of the week. So do do with that what you will. Uh, that wraps up today's podcast. Hope you guys found it valuable. Like I said, my leans last week went 11-4. and four. And uh, hopefully we got some winners with my leans again. But, uh, again, if you want to pick up my college football and pro football package this week, just head on over to freddywills.com. What would really do me a great favor, and if you guys leave a review on my on the podcast or like and comment on the YouTube video, that would greatly help. Uh, happy to give you 50% off any package if you do so. Uh, so just screenshot that and email me. Uh, appreciate you guys listening, and uh, good luck on this upcoming week. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.